<laughs> so good. Oh, it's bananas. I and love it. You know what else is bananas? What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixlet. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. And today on the show, we are continuing down the path of. Fuck it, I put my book somewhere again. Uh, anyway, we're talking about Floating Castle. I, I like grabbed it this time to bring it in, to yeah. sit down, and, and you should and rarely have the physical copy. You got it's a, it's a, you've got a. I think I left it in the bathroom. Oh uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's a good place to read this book, honestly. <laughs> it's relaxing. It's a good toilet it read ke- keeps you calm while you're while you're keeps pooping. you calm keeps keeps you regular. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to find excuses to go to the bathroom. Let me let me tell you. I don't know you what know, I'm implying there. You know, for all the walking around that's in this book, because uh, we are like beat for beat, just see, everything Alexander's doing is accounted for in the book. Yeah. And, yet yes. he has not ta- and yet he has not taken a shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's. <laughs> it's only because of a presumed PG rating, I think, uh, and the general decency of Craig Mills uh, uh, that that Our, kept that from happening because they cover everything else. They cover everything else. I just have to assume that he's pooping his pants. I mean, yeah, that's probably it. Alexander, yeah. he's used to having servants who will empty his pants for him. And uh, yes, and the, and uh, the wizard is just too they, polite to bring anything up. <laughs> they just they just. To just rip the, the the back out of his pants. Yeah. yeah. Scrape it out. <laughs> Sew it back up. Sew it back up. Sew it back up. Yeah. And then at the end yeah. of the week, they just, while he's asleep, they just replace the pants and act like nothing happened. Nothing happened. Same nothing pair happened. of pants. It's the same yeah. style, cut, color. Exactly. You know, all and, that. and Alexander never questions it. He just thinks this is how it works. This is just how life is. This is life. Uh, yeah. When you are the uh, heir to the throne of Daventry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't have to wipe your butt. You don't. Uh, it's just it's this. It's so typical, isn't it? That King Graham, who chooses not to wear a crown when he's among the people because he wants to blend in and be one of the people. Uh, it, it, it really figures that he would end up raising a son who is like just the exact opposite. Just just the exact opposite. Just so just so naive and, and spoiled and uh, full of shit. Just absolutely, shit, literally, just to the to the chin, full of shit. To the chin. Anyway, um, anyway. all that all that happens in between. If you really read in between the sentences, in between the words, I you're think we all it picked it up. Yeah, yeah. I think we all saw that coming. So we left off at chapter eight. So we're picking it up with chapter nine now. And um, when we last left off, they had gotten to the castle. They're like, ah, f- f- uh, how do we get in? <laughs> I have a plan. And That's right. So chap- and you made a call. You you uh, I made you a call. I made a guess. They're gonna they're gonna sneak into that cart that they passed by. And boy That's howdy, right. they do exactly what I thought they were gonna do. Classic. Except they, except they give up their most valuable possession, which they've only had now for like one chapter. Which it, is <sighs> it's an infinite, it's a wallet of infinite bread. It just yeah. it could solve world hunger, but instead right. they give it to an ogre. To sneak into the castle. Now, you you won't understand why I'm so annoyed at this now until a bit <laughs> later. But we're going to get there. It's going to be towards the end of the recap. Don't worry. We'll circle back around to this. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll come full circle here, people. Don't <laughs> you worry. We're going to come full circle. Don't so you worry. 
they give the wallet to the ogre. The ogre's like, yeah, well, from getting forgetting for a bread, what the fuck do I got to guard carts for? Bye. Which is and a great leaves. point. That's a great, great point. point. Ogre's mm-hmm. like, I got a, I got a bridge. I got a bridge I can go sit under yep. and eat some, eat bread for the rest of my life. I, I, we, the dream, the dream. The dream. Honestly. I would kill for a bridge to sit under and just eat bread for the rest of my life. That <laughs> That's would actually be, not far from Phil's goal in life. That he actually is to, not far. <laughs> for, for being 100% honest, that's yeah, not, not too I, far from the truth. I mean, finding a cabin <laughs> in the middle of the woods and, and raising a whole bunch of corn and, and uh, chickens and that sort of thing is is really just the hobbit equivalent of, yep. uh, of a troll under a bridge with a wallet of infinite bread plus yep. five. So Plus five? Plus five. It's a great um, it's a great artifact. So uh they they get into the cart and they wait. And then two black knights show up and they're like, "Ah, oh, where'd the ogre go?" Ah, the ogres, they're unreliable. Shrug. Racist. They take the they take the cart into the castle. And dun da da. Cyril and Alexander have now have successfully snuck into the castle. And uh then they get off the cart and they just wander around the courtyard. There's a lot of description of the different buildings. There's a lot of different buildings. Uh, and we talk about them at length. They they just meander a lot. They meander in this book, for they? about ten pages, and finally they get to a door. They're like, "Well, let's try to get try this door." And there's like an engraving of a boar on it. Yeah. And they try to open the door, and the boar head engraving comes to life and starts screaming as yeah. like a terrifying alarm system. Uh, that's the end of chapter nine. Uh, yeah. Did that recap seem short? Sure. Sure. Like, as I said, there was a lot of meandering. Yes. <laughs> and these, description these, of architecture. These, the moment in the last episode when they walked up to the castle and literally were like, well, we don't have a plan, but we'll figure it out. That's this whole book. There is no plan. There is there's barely even like thought uh, yeah. moment to moment on what they're going to do. And right. It just continues in this way. It continues. So yeah. chapter 10, um, the knights show up as per uh, an alarm going off. And Cyril and Alexander run around. The knights chase them. Uh, they're, they're, they get encircled. Alexander backhands the head off of one of them. Yeah. And really under the helmet. Yeah, smacks it hard. And under the helmet is just like a floating ghost flame face that looks really mad yeah. And then it like evaporates into the air and the armor collapses. Yeah. It's very so ghost rider. It's very ghost rider, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they they end up getting captured and they're brought to Telegrin, who does not remember Alexander from the few days prior that he saw him, uh, and thinks that Alexander is there to steal away Princess Lydia. Um, and then it takes a little bit back and forth between Telegrin realizes, oh, you're King Graham's son. Uh, and that's where he reveals that all the Black Knights are actually former kings that he stole the soul out of and put them in the suit of armor because he is, uh, Telegram likes to fashion himself the king of kings. He yes. is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, exactly. <laughs> Spooky wizard Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. So that will be King Graham's fate if Alexander cannot get his soul back. I mean, I, I got to say, out if you if you had no context for an American audience or even a Western audience, uh, the idea of a bad guy who enslaves 
dead kings to do his bidding to make him the king of kings. That's really interesting and actually very, very cool. And Um, kind of fucking metal. And fucking metal is shit. uh, But you are not, we can't, we do not live in a world where the term king of kings is not severely loaded. Like, (laughs) you know what you're doing here. Yeah, Please. you can't, you can't, you can't reclaim that one. No, that one's the, gone. The, the the Christians are keeping that one close to yep. the chest. Yeah, keep uh, kiss that one goodbye. Over their, it's right next to their AR-15s. Right. Uh, look yeah. at me. Whoa, hey, political. Hey, 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 hey oh, hey, oh. They lost the rainbow. They are not going to lose King of Kings. They're just oh, not. Hey. Oh, hey, we're uh. Going Andrew Dice Clay voice Topical podcast. Topical. What's, okay. uh, We are basically um, political philosopher kings. We are are the king of the Chapo trap houses of the world. Exactly. Yes. Precisely. I couldn't have put it better. Precisely. Um, I don't know why I default to Andrew Dice Clay voice. I, that was an interesting problem. choice. Yeah, it's an interesting was... choice. I should have gone Rodney Dangerfield, which is like a few degrees like yeah, south of that. You it's know. just a step or two. Yeah, it's a it's just <laughs> down the hill. Down no the hill. respect. No respect. No respect. It's like, no. Yeah. yeah. See, it's it's all it's, it's all, all in the same. It's continent. in the same. Yeah, it's in the same strata. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Telegram's like, uh, send them to the Rancor pit. I mean, the Barakar pit. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, chapter 11. Uh, Cyril and Alexander are led down to a dungeon where the Barakar is. Alexander's like, maybe this is a good time to attack the knights, but it doesn't work. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's, it's again. This is all just. It's, it's all. They just. They are running in circles. This Alexander is the worst hero in the world. He's awful. He's he is just awful. the worst. <laughs> there is nothing that. It's not like he's. He has a goal, and he's like, in like storytelling. There's like you know you have your goals, and then you have your intermediate goals that the character's trying to take, and then there's sure. the failure. This is just like. Alexander saying, fuck it, I'll do it live. Every yeah. every story beat. No, this is this is uh 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 you know Alexander's stream of consciousness adventure. That's all this is. Maybe if I push one of the knights, that'll help. Right. Doesn't doesn't do anything. You, well, no, you know, when you think about it, as a, as an adventure gamer, uh uh that is how you play these games. Just sure, click on just everything, combine things, everything. Yeah. But it probably shouldn't be in your novelization. You and should probably problem, skip that part. The problem is every action he takes doesn't have like, well, some actions do and some don't. But this action in particular, it has no effect on the plot. None. You know what I mean? Like there's None. no adverse reaction. No, it's, he's just back to where he started before he took the action. So why yeah. even do it? So why have it? Exactly. Why have it? Um, yeah. So uh, they they get down to the dungeon and I don't know how to describe this entire sequence other than they <laughs> Scooby-Doo around the dungeon for a bit. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. They just, they describe it as such. Like, it's literally like they go through one door and then they run into another and then they run into, all we needed was like funny 60s, you know, style beach music playing in the background. 
and and we're it's Scooby Scooby Doo. Yeah, where are you? It's yeah. absolutely that we should right. have we should have brought in Scott on this one. Like we we, we should, should have, have gotten, brought in Scott for this. Yeah, uh, from it's probably not aliens for the the noted Scooby Doo lover Scott yeah. Icewander, the 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 the, the leading Scooby Doo scholar of our time. He is he is the leading Scooby Doo. <laughs> he actually might be. I <laughs> I actually th- yeah I think he might be. <laughs> Um, so I don't Scooby-Doo see a around that he wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I don't see anybody else taking the mantle. No. Uh, you get they get deeper and deeper, and while the barra car chases after them, and the barra car is like a a, a rat dog thing. Yeah. Um, and the pe- eventually they come upon a door that they can't open, and everything seems hopeless. And Cyril's like, "Okay, well, this is a, an emergency. I'm going to use uh, magic," and he casts fireball and rolls forty six. And incinerates the barracar. <laughs> Just <laughs> brutal. <laughs> and uh, I actually looked up that it's it's D, it's it's a it's a D six for fireball. Just I just wanted to be accurate. On that well, he, he rolled a D six and it somehow exploded and turned into fifty D twenties. Like it just. <laughs> there are a lot of things in this book that are actually for all its faults very accurate to the King's Quest brand. This yeah. is not one of those moments. <laughs> yeah, it just absolutely melts the barricade. There's only the skeletons left. Yeah. It shoots past it. It hits a wall, melts a hole in the wall, bounces back, and they have to dodge out of the way. Um, And uh, they're like, wow, that was a lot. So uh, they sit down because Cyril's become a sleepy boy and yep. they talk about where Graham's soul might be. And they're like, well, it's not probably it's not in the same place as Princess Lydia uh, because she's in that house, that one house that we walked by. And then they take a nap. I, I have to feel I, I feel like um, using magic for Cyril. It's it's very cocaine esque. Uh, he he uses magic and he gets like really hyped and starts like babbling about like the power of it all. And like, he's doing everything, but telling you how he's going to write this awesome screenplay. And, and like, it just, and then suddenly the crash comes and he's just like, I think maybe I should lay down and like, Oh, I've I've known that guy knew that dude. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He He manages a Hardee's. Wow. He, he He couldn't get another bump and he fell asleep. That's it. <laughs> he didn't have time to call the guy. And that was that. He, he fell asleep. And yeah. you know what? He fell asleep in on in the on his like in the middle of his bedroom on the floor. Yeah. He couldn't even yeah. get to the bed. He just yeah. like, I'm going to nap here. Fully clothed. Uh, yep. Fully clothed. Yep. Um, uh, so chapter 12, uh, Alexander wakes up first and he sees the hole in the wall has cooled and he can get through it and he goes through and he finds a headless man holding his own head. Yep. His name, his name's Owen and he's the original owner of the castle and he's the guy who taught Telegrin everything he knows, uh, uh until Telegrin backstabbed him by chopping off his head, which, uh, be- yeah, you're, you're, you're asking for that when you, when I, you take yeah. on an apprentice. Yeah, I um, think we all saw that coming. Because magic, Owen is like semi-immortal, you know. Yeah. He's he knows enough to keep himself alive after his head has been chopped off. Um <laughs> Owen tells Alexander about the three magic mirrors that would let him move around the castle. He also says Telegrin wants to marry Lydia. Gross. 
Um, sure. Lydia is 14. By the way, yes. how? what is the timeline of events here? Because he's like, I took on Telegrin when he was just a wee lad. And then he, after six years, he backstabbed me. But isn't Telegrin like an old man? Yeah, I, I don't recall if they describe his age or not. But yeah, you've got an evil wizard. You're assuming he's in his 40s at least. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't get evil wizard status by by like 2024. 20, no, no, that's that seems like cheating. You gotta, you really gotta work for that shit. You gotta, yeah, that's you like, can't just skip ahead. Fuck that. That's like you know trying to to roll a lich like right away. You're like right, right. You're like no, no. We're gonna go through a lot of you know character development and more than a few dungeons, and then maybe we'll get you there. Maybe when you find your phylactery. Yeah, we'll yeah. uh, we'll we'll get you on that path. That's a long term goal at best. Long term so, goal. Yeah. Buddy. No, I I agree. I don't know if the 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 timeline really fully makes any sense. Because Lydia is fourteen. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. And how many? How much? How much time does it take to kill all those kings and conquer all those lands? Right. Right. Like that's not that's not a six month. Uh, you know, that's not that's it's, not your summer summer break. You know. No. No. Um. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. So Owen wants his staff back. Uh, Alexander's like, well, I don't know if I can do that. And Owen's like, well, if you promise, I'll teach you how to get out of the dungeon. And Alexander's like, deal. Yeah. Alexander, annoyingly, every time there's somebody who wants to help him, Alexander's like, I'm not sure I should trust you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, well, I guess I'll trust it. Like immediately. I guess it's fine. Immediately. Uh, chapter 13, Alexander uh, fills Cyril in and uh, Cyril mentions that using the magic has drained him and that he probably shouldn't use the magic again unless it's a real super duper double emergency. Right. Um, I'm then, sure that that will be the last time. Yeah. Uh, they move through some magical puzzle rooms with monsters and obelisks. Oh, my. Um, at this point, I'm getting really bored. They yeah. climb a set of stairs from the dungeon and enter the basement of the tower. And hold on, what's my note say? <clears throat> oh, holy shit. This chapter goes on and on about stairs and rooms and vestibules. Yeah. 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 I I was so angry. It's like yeah. we went up to the room and there's a box and it's so pretty. I'm like, fucking why? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's really funny. I mentioned this before, but it's just this thing where it is so on point with its um, its loyalty to the franchise. Like it absolutely works in terms of like this is King's Quest, no question. Um, With the, the with that attention to like all the little details like that and everything, but it just isn't working in a book. It truly doesn't. It's, it's so dull. It's such a shame. Right. Yeah. So I was, anyway, they find the fucking mirror (laughs) after like 14 different rooms and sets of stairs. Alexander casts a spell on it. He's like, I see my father and it's all wibbly wobbly. And then it's like, Cyril's like, uh, we got a bail. It's the fuzz. Um, <laughs> pretty much the, the, the knights arrive um, uh, chapter 14 
Alexander shoves one of the knights and breaks his own arm, question mark? Yeah, like, <laughs> like kind of forearms him forearms and, and him. just, and, and then like, he describes his arm as being like limp and hanging like he dislocated his shoulder or something. He's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they they run up some stairs and they keep on running. And then they get yeah. off the stairs and whoops, they get caught by more knights. Real Hanna-Barbera stuff, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's just... <laughs> Just back and forth and back. It's so weird. Just give me it's the, so you know, the, weird. The, the sound effect of like of like people running in Hanna Barbera cartoons. Just like yeah. the, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, that. It's I. It's so weird. It's it's clearly I I refuse to believe that Yakety Sax was not playing in the author's <laughs> head as he described this, because this is mental. This is just, there's no way anything but that was what was happening in his head. It's so anyway. 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 <laughs> um, they get up, they get to the top floor. There's a door that won't open. Cyril blows it open with a wind spell and also happens to rip a hole in the wall in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Cyril grabs Alexander and casts a flight spell and they fly away for a bit. And then they start falling out of the sky. Yeah. You're really starting to see why the older wizard was like, please don't let him. Please don't uh, let him cast anything. Please don't let him do this because this isn't going to work out for anybody. This is not going to work out. This is... No. um. This is like shadow keep, but dumb. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> if, if all the characters in Shadow Keep were like level seven or or something, yeah, at their in their class, these these two are level one. They got oh big time, <laughs> and they're going into like a a, a level ten dungeon. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So it chapter 15 so in over their head, over their heads. Chapter 15, they land in a bog. Uh, Cyril's in bad shape. He can't. He's totally drained of his MP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they both nap again. There's been a lot of naps. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm, I'm naps. glad saving the world is there's time for naps. When saving there's the just world. no there's no rush. There really is no rush. No rush. Uh, yeah. 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 Alexander awakens uh, later and he's sad because he fucked up and then he falls asleep again. You know, nappy time. And yeah. in the morning, he meets a woman, uh, a witch named Sinophos, who asks if he's getting rid of Telegrin, who she doesn't like. He says yes. So she turns him into a frog so he can sneak into the castle. Yeah. Yeah. The- I, I love that he <laughs> snuck into the castle. Literally flew out of the castle and needs another way of sneaking back into the castle. So he loses the in the infinite wallet of bread. Yeah. He loses it. The thing that could feed his kingdom forever. Forever. He just gives it to a an ogre to to sneak. He could have just snuck into the cart, like distracted the ogre. Yeah. But instead, he, he gives it up. He or gives it or up the thing. Like yeah. found this witch to get him, get him to be a frog. And like the point is, 
he wasted like one of the most valuable magical items I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. And, and it's pointless. like, okay, I get it. I mean, you put it in the book to be given up fine. Still, it just makes you less like the character less because yeah. he's, like it, it's, it's hard to have there. Here's the thing. There's not much to Alexander other than the fact that he is fucking up everything constantly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else there other than what he's doing. And what he's doing is making pretty much the wrong decision always. So uh, you're saying Alexander is the George W. Bush to King Graham's George H. W. Bush. Hey there. (laughs) Whoa. Politics alarm. Uh, Woo. uh, Oh, I know you guys are upset now. That's what we're yeah. here for. That's what we're here for. Yeah. To upset you. Um, George, George W. George That's, W. He certainly was a president. That's a person who exists. That's a person who yep. farted in the Oval Office. Yeah. So, yeah, I. it wouldn't be. Here's the thing. It sounds like nitpickery, and maybe it is in the grand scheme of things. It's just that I can't get over how overpowered that wallet of infinite bread is it's so overpowered there's no trick to it there was no monkey's paw twist where you know because they talk about they talk about that they're like well the fair people the fair folk the fey you know they you know all their gifts have like something dark behind it and da 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 uh there's none of that it's just another item to be used to solve a puzzle and in this case it's like it's just too powerful it could have been it could have been any number of other things and you 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 basically it's like this is this is a literal money tree and dollar bills grow from it and it's like well i'll use that to get me uh, this new pair of slacks that I need to trick the <laughs> guards into letting me into the castle. Like, no, there had to have been a better way. It's just so distracting. It distracted There's the hell out of me. So many ways to use this thing. You could have you could have written like a bit where like he he fills the room with bread, right? <laughs> and like Telegrin opens the door and he gets covered in an avalanche of bread. That yeah. is. That's that's the way I would, you know, it's 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 like the uh, it's like Chekhov's gun. But if Chekhov's gun was like you you give a wallet of bread in the first act and you fucking get rid of it in the first act. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's confused and let's face it, frustrated. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you if you were like, come on, guys, get over the wallet of bread thing, uh, I say to you, um, why? Why should why? We? Why in this economy? Why? No. Yeah. Exactly. I mean that <laughs> that is a meme. But at this point, yes. yes. In this economy, we are concerned about where infinite bread is coming from. <laughs> it is a valid concern. Oh gosh. Um. So Cyril, chapter sixteen. Now, by the way, the only way to reverse the spell is it for him to be kissed by a princess. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Um. <laughs> Fine. Chapter 16. Fuck Cyril it. takes Frog, Alexa- Frog Alexander up to the gate and puts him down. And uh, they have a long discussion about how Cyril should go take another nap or fucking, I don't know. Um, yeah. Alexander hops to into the castle. He does some frog ninjutsu and he finds his way to Princess Lydia, who he convinces to kiss him. Uh, she does. And he turns back into a prince. And Lydia yes. thinks that he's kind of hot. 
And then she says, but I actually haven't seen anyone else. So you might be average. <laughs> Which, <laughs> if that's true, fair enough. You know, fair enough. Yeah. And and you've got a perfect out there. He's like, okay, well, you're 14. So, yes, I'm actually very ugly. Uh, yeah. uh, for the compared to the rest of the world, Good how luck. old is Alexander? Have we established? It, I, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. But I mean, but I tell you, uh, this does take place before King's Quest Six. We know that much. Uh, so he and in King's Quest Six, I'm guessing he's like 18. So got maybe it. it is fairly age appropriate if it's like a few sure. years or something like that. Uh, but we have to be clear if that's true. <laughs> we have to be. We have to be very clear. Because the only person's age that we've we've really established is Lydia, and she's right. fourteen. <laughs> it's um, it, it needs to be needs to be crystal sparkling clear. clear. <laughs> um, so uh, she, then Lydia's like, "Oh, your caretaker can't see see you. Let's get back into the house." So chapter seventeen, they go into the house, they go up the stairs and into Lydia's room. And Lydia describes the care, her caretaker, Laurel, who sounds like a nightmarish creature. Um, yeah. She's seven feet tall, has two heads and no hair. Um, and Alexander needs to use the mirror that's in the room that Laurel often sits in. And uh, because Laurel has two heads, one is always asleep and one is always awake. So yeah. she's always on guard. <laughs> one of us tells the truth and one of us always lies. Always lies. Uh, and Lydia's like, I'm going to help. And she uh, takes his cloak and a hat and she begins casting a spell to make what appears to be uh, an invisible man gag or something like that. It's, yeah. you know, it's uh, the invisible man starring Chevy Chase. <laughs> right. John Carpenter's invisible man. John Carpenter's um, invisible man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or was it Diary of the Invisible? I forget what that what John Carpenter's one was. Oh, I have no Chevy idea. Chase. I, I thought you were just making something up. I didn't know. He no, it's a real thing. I did not know that. It's a real thing. So so that's the uh, that's that's the end of the section. Good Lord. Yeah, nothing. It's like it feels like a lot. Nothing happened. Well, like a lot happened, but nothing happened at the same. We We are like. A lot actually happened in a hundred. It's a hundred pages and yeah. a fair amount happened, but we are no closer. We got into the castle. We flew out of the castle and then we got back into the castle again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have not gotten far. And We've, yeah, the story is kind of tread water for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. And as I've said, uh, and I, I guess we'll probably continue to say when it comes to the tone, uh, this is actually kind of flawless uh, for the King's Quest tone. It's got that old fashioned fairy tale sort of innocent sweetness to it. Um, but the thing about the King's Quest games is it covered a, a a wide variety of lands and places, and there was always something new, some new set piece to investigate and that sort of thing. We went through the woods and got kicked out of Castle, and we're two-thirds of the way done with this book. Uh, yeah. It's missing that, uh, I hesitate to say epic because it's such an overused term, but yeah, right. that grandness, that is what is one of the one of the many things that makes King's Quest so special. Yeah. Yeah, and I I'm I'm quite a bit I'm I'm bored 
board. Yeah, um, actually, uh, uh, you guys uh, don't know this, but Kevin actually briefly uh, said, uh, "Can do you think we could get these 200 <laughs> pages read and just make this a two-parter? And I went, yeah, sure, we could fucking try. He's like, yeah, I just, I'm done with this. I am done with this book. Can we just knock it out? <laughs> and then we both realized, oh, wait, we're- well, we, we're, we don't have enough time for we, 200 pages. We have pages. lives and, and responsibilities yeah. and- But yeah. I, God damn, if we, I think if we had known, if I had known about it, going into it and we were like, all right, well, we're going to cover it just to cover it. I would have been like, all right, we're just going to do, just read it, read the whole damn thing. And we're going to yep. do a real cursory overview rather than right. <laughs> right. a recap of it. <laughs> it's just floating castle is kind of an appropriate title. Cause this, the, the plot really is, it's very, it's, it's a floaty, floaty plot. It's yeah. floaty. It's kind of weightless. It's, it, it doesn't have a lot of gravitas. It, it's yeah, it's, it's sadly a pretty appropriate title. Uh, yeah. I I don't see how they're going to. I mean, this isn't the worst thing we've read, but it might be one of the more dull things we've read. No, it's not the worst thing we've read. Um, and it's like, uh, how do you define worst and, and all yeah. that stuff? And I think, I, OK, so worst is is like to me on the scale of of worst to best, like the worst stuff is like has like is either nonsensical or mm -hmm. like vaguely offensive in the way sure. it, it describes things. Yeah. Uh, this is just like, well, there it's it's sentence are properly structured. Um, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's there are there are ways to waste an audience's time. Yeah. And they're like and and one way is being incompetent um to the point uh, that it feels personal. It feels like an sure. insult, yeah. uh, it, which uh, uh, dead space comes to mind. Um, dead space, uh, dark know, souls, dark um, souls, where it's, it's actively wasting your time. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like, almost like a friend of yours who you really like wrote a book. Yeah. And you read it and went, Oh, this just is going nowhere. And you feel, I feel bad about how boring this book is. It's yeah. not my fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. I didn't do that. <laughs> and I, I don't know if this is similar to the way you felt when, when we read the Dark Souls book, because King's Quest is such an important franchise to me. Yeah. That maybe that's why, like, I'm actually, I'm not taking it quite as personally, but I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed almost. <laughs> it's like, it's like you tell your friend that this movie is so good. You got to see this movie. I watched it in the theater and it blew my fucking mind and 10 years has passed and you watch it with your friend and go, Oh, this is actually not as good as I maybe remember. Oh, oh man. This no. is actually bad. This is science was not that good of a movie. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> oh uh, my gosh. Oh, I talked that one up after I saw it in the theaters. Boy, howdy. Boy, Ugh. howdy. Ugh. Oh, man. Inception. What? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh, almost all of uh, uh, what's-his-name's movies, for me, at least. Uh, Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. For me, they're, they, they wear off really fast. Sure. Um, I, I don't think he has a whole lot of substance to his, the style of filmmaking. 
I feel like it I feel like it's almost like you're watching an accelerated montage the entire time rather than yeah, really yeah. sitting in any any scene. Um it's like it's, things are just going, 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 going. The end. It's, <laughs> it's like very, very talented trailer editing movies. Yes. You know? It's like a trailer. It's like a trailer for an entire fucking movie. Right. And it's it's a very good trailer. Sure. Uh, it's amazing. But, but it's a trailer. I also <laughs> don't like it. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, this was amazing. And then I'll be like, oh, it was all right. And then like a few years later, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, I think, and really, it's just from like Inception on. I was like, I think Inception was the the beginning of it. Yeah, Um, Inception was kind of the beginning of him finding this voice that maybe we would all be better off if he didn't find that voice. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather he didn't have that voice. So this is Inception, the book, for me. In that I don't like Inception that much, sure. and it I don't like this book either. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I respect that. You, that's what you guys tune in for—is the stunning yeah. critique. Yeah, that these, really only makes sense to my personal taste. Beautiful if, similes, you know, just, beautiful eloquent similes. Yeah, it's like Inception if you hated Inception. <laughs> Kevin paints a picture with words. <laughs> that's what we, every every time you uh you get a chapter done it goes every time they uh, take a nap it goes yeah <laughs> yeah that would actually work yeah oh boy um <sighs> all right well we're we've we've i think we've vamped enough extra time into it for how quickly so. it takes to 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 recap so i i i, I, I think fast yeah, we're. Eh, I mean, short episodes. Who cares? Yeah, um, yeah. They're 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 fucking free people. What do you want from us? Yeah, it's what do you like, want from us? What do you want give from us? us? Sometimes give us money books, if you want more. Sometimes the it's it, the books don't warrant long recaps because nothing happens. Yeah, in a yeah. hundred pages, and we go a hundred pages at a time. So yeah. I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, that's not our fault, man. It's not our fault, man. We're trying our best. <sighs> anyway. What are you playing? Ah, uh, I have still been playing uh, uh, Tormented Souls. Uh, unfortunately, I ran into one of the uh, more um, forgettable bugbears of old-fashioned games, which mm-hmm. is the uh, non-autosave uh, factor uh, yeah. of these retro games. And the fact that you have limited numbers of saves based on how many sure. uh, rolls of tape you find. And I got really far into it, uh, for me and, uh, like an hour and a half into it and, uh, died in a way that was impossible to avoid because these fucking Zombo guys, uh, you run past them like you should. You know, it's all about it's like that resident. They got Evil long thing. reach though. They got well. Long... They, you run past them and then they spit at you from a distance, and you can't dodge it. There's no getting away from them. And it's yeah. like I I don't have a choice. And it takes ten nails to bring one of these fuckers down. I'm damned if I do it. I'm damned if I don't. And I'm really frustrated. Uh, so I I I said I'm gonna give that a break. Maybe I'll come back to it. Maybe I won't. Uh, and uh, out of a sense of a uh, research for our show. Sure. And B, a need to know if um, I was completely wrong and had misplaced my nostalgia and love of something. I played King's Quest VI. 
uh, from start to finish, which was Alexander's Adventure. Uh, It comes after my favorite King's Quest, which was King's Quest V. And uh, it was good. It's good. It's, it's it's what I remember. It's it's heartwarming. It's charming. It's sweet. It's still if it weren't for, you know, I, I won't lie. I just did walkthroughs of it. I just experienced it basically. Right, and, right. You know, and just, you know, walked through the whole thing uh, to enjoy the story. And I, I loved it. I had a blast. Uh, but there were moments where I looked at it and went, oh, that's there's one of those moments that we talked about where, oh, the dog's escaping They're They're more of a they're more of a uh, LucasArts. Yeah. Uh, uh, crowd over there. <laughs> they didn't want to uh, listen. Yeah, no, they don't care for Sierra Online. Uh, no, but it's it's. I saw a moment where I was like, oh, see, this is one of those nasty game breaking moments where if I hadn't done something way down the line right now, I'd be screwed. Right. And I'd basically have to start all over unless I was save scumming this entire way. And let's face facts. If you were a Sierra fan, you were save scumming. Sure. Uh, but I've fallen out of practice. Uh, oh, he's back. Oh, he came back. Oh, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't like Alexander as much as I like Graham, but uh, there's, a, there's a puppy. Oh, he's, he's, he's a cleaning. Puppy. Oh, he's scratching oh. out of here. It's a tiny dog. <laughs> he's very little, you know. He's very small. Craig, come here. Mm. Come here, buddy. Oh, yes. Here he come. Oh. Oh, yes. Look at Hi. the face. See? Say hi to everybody, Brighton. Hello, my name's Brighton. Brighton's oh. voice is basically uh, 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 toad. Uh, toad. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Yeah. This show is like 20% politics and like 15% showing off our pets from time to time. Yeah. I I, then, I think I think that's what people come here for. So. Then Bella is back there somewhere and she doesn't like yeah. me. So. There she is. There she is. Uh, yeah, so I went through that and it made me feel good because at least it, it helped me go, no, this is still a really cute, charming story sure. um, for as inappropriate of a man as I grew into. I, I will never stop f- loving the wholesomeness of King's Quest, which is which has startlingly dark moments at it at times. Uh, for example, you visit death. Uh, in King's Quest VI, and it's very H.R. Giger-esque and kind of crazy, Mm. but it's still very wholesome and sweet, and there are no real inappropriate moments. There's barely even any innuendo. Uh, I guess they just just kind of left that to Leisure Suit Larry. They figured that's that's where you're going for that. Put it all into one... One uh one series. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so uh that's uh that's what I did. So Kevin, what are you playing? Uh I am playing what am I playing? I am playing the Dead Space remake. Mm. Which is good so far. It's um it's it's Dead Space it's Dead Space One. Uh, but I think they expanded it a little bit. Um also it seems like it's a little bit more open. Like once you get the tram operating, operating, you can you can go back and forth between the different oh, areas. Oh, okay. So it's not so linear um, then. It's not as linear, yeah, as, as it was at one point. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. Um, it has some has some bugginess on the PC version uh, that hopefully will be patched out soon mm-hmm. um, because like sometimes it'll be running totally fine and then suddenly there will be like a frame rate drop to sure to uh, 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 oblivion, you know? <laughs> I, I have heard that it is a beast to run. 
Yeah. It's it's so weird. It could, and what's funny is I have everything. It looks good. And I have everything on relatively low. Yeah. Um, and I still will get a random like spike and it'll it'll frame drain, uh, frame rate drop wow. uh, by a lot. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, am I playing anything else? Um, no, not really. I've been focused okay. on the Dead Space remake and, and, uh, listening to a book, um, that you also read yeah. recently. Oh, uh, pixel it recommendation engine, um, right here. We're dropping uh-huh. it right here. Uh, between two fires Ugh. by, uh, Christopher is Christopher Buhlman. Buhlman. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, set in, I want to say the 1300s. It's like 1347 or some. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it's during the bubonic plague and uh, oh, shit's bad. It's basically post-apocalyptic, you know? Yeah, Um, It really paints a picture as to how terrible things were uh, and how on the precipice Europe was at the time. Yeah. Yeah. and it's terrifying. It yeah. is. It is because not only is there plague going around, uh, there are uh, uh, there are just straight up monsters from like fucking blasphemous. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crawling out of the depths of hell. Um, yeah. So Ugh. if you want to read a book that is like, oh, this feels like in the same vein as Blasphemous or Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, in a book form. Go for it. Go for go go for Between Two Fires. Yeah, um, it, it's I finished it and it's easily one of the most satisfying adventures I've read in a long, long time. It's great. Yeah. And uh, but the title is a reference to uh, the Pope. Yes. Uh, the Pope would sit between two fires um to burn off the plague from the air around him yes yeah because they thought that worked because they thought that worked yeah that's that's not that's not how the bubonic plague worked it's not how any of this works it's not how any of this works it's not how any of this works (laughs) but damn it's a good book uh it came out like 11 years ago and i cannot believe i only just found out about it yeah it's it's 2012 it's 2012 book uh But the new run, the new printing of it that you have uh, yeah. has a fucking badass cover. Oh, it's um, gorgeous. Absolutely it, gorgeous. The, the original cover, like if you, it has like basically it's just the text and it has like a fire at the top and a fire at the bottom. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. like, all right. All right. Yeah. Fine. Anyway. This has got like that old medieval style skelling man kind of thing. Yes. And it's just. Oh, it's yes. good. It's good. I love a good, good. I love a good medieval skeleton. I, I, I love it. Uh, uh, I, one of my friends on Twitter pointed out recently that he's just like all of your, the books that you've been showing off that you're reading on Twitter lately have had the most amazing covers. And I'm like, they have, haven't they? Like, yeah, I hate to put it this way, guys, but get a good cover for your book. It's going get, to grab people and yeah, there's, there's no getting around that. Uh, it, and, I no. do judge books by their cover, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's part of the package. It sells books. It just does. And I'm such a physical copy guy uh, that I love just having uh, certain editions of books in my possession just to be able to look at them. I haven't I haven't read this yet, Um, but I love. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, It's uh, I'm holding up meddling kids by Edgar Cantaro. And basically it's uh, it's what Velma wishes it was. Um, sure. 
Oh, Velma. It's uh, it's more of like a, a adult-oriented Scooby-Doo horror type. Yeah. Uh, it's not exactly Scooby-Doo, but the title "Meddling Kids" is you know a right. reference to. It's a to it's a clear reference. Yeah. It's a clear reference. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw that at the uh, I saw that at the bookstore the other day. It looks fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to uh, uh, Scott Nicewander right it, and he liked it. So nice. Um, okay. I mean, if he liked it, then. It gets, yeah. the, it gets the Scott stamp of approval. I tend to trust his opinion. On Scoob things, yeah. Yeah, on Scoob things. <laughs> um, that'll do it for tonight's episode. Uh, if you want to go ahead, do us a solid. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I mean, Twitter's breaking again as of this uh, episode. It's, it's just, it's you know, the thing was, is it's funny when we should all feel a little silly when it all began. We're uh, like, ah! To- it's yeah, breaking everyone, right now. Everyone was like signing everyone's yearbook at the end of the like, oh, yeah. fine, we'll talk best friends forever, right? And and have I a think good it was, summer, right? And I don't remember who. I might have been Robert Evans who was like, that's not how this works. That's not what's going to. It, you're not going to like log in tomorrow and it's just going to not be there. It's just everything's going to be slowly breaking down and getting less good and less good over time. And we're really seeing it. We are watching it degrade and fall apart. And it's it's very sad. It's it's like watching your childhood playground rust and collapse in on itself. <laughs> it's a shame. I yeah. I know Twitter, you know, that we all love saying like Twitter's a hellscape, blah, blah, blah. It's like I've had some really good times on Twitter. I've met some really cool people on Twitter and yeah. worked and yeah, I I I'm gonna I'm sad to see how shit the quality has become. It's a real yeah. shame. Yeah, there was the story as of today, as of this recording, there's that story that uh, there's the engineer that was just fired by Elon Musk because uh, Elon Musk's tweet impressions went down. Yeah. And the engineer said, well, maybe people are just less interested in looking at your tweets. And <laughs> Elon's response was, you're fired. You're fired. Right. And the guy and the guy uh, confirmed it. He's like, yep, today was my last day. Uh, good luck to the. Two other people there that know what's going on. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It truly has become some insane, demented Roman emperor shit. You know, it's just, just Caligula-esque. There's there's no clothes. None. Uh, None. It's bad. uh, It's bad. (laughs) Um, And when people tell him he's not wearing any clothes, they get fired. That's literally uh, the emperor's new clothes thing. Yeah. It is a shame. It's a real shame. Yeah. So follow us on Twitter at PixelitPod and Instagram yeah. at PixelitPod. Why not? Why not? Um, you can go to our website, PixelitPod.com, uh, where you can find uh, you can you can listen to the episodes there. You can get the the transcripts of the episodes. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter, uh, yes. where sometimes you get the episode early if I'm feeling uh, frisky. Um, Absolutely. He's Kevin, Kevin's feeling squirrely. He makes sure that you get something special early. You get something uh, special in your inbox, and it's yeah. an episode. It's an episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, and also there you can go and join our Discord. Our Discord has been creeping up in, in activity recently, so... Happy to see it. Happy to see people hop in there. And yeah, talk to us. it's a lot of a lot of you guys joining us lately. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming it's in and blast. hanging out with us. Yeah, come in, hang out. We we we're we're happy to have you there. Absolutely. Um, so that'll do it. And uh, have a good night, everybody. All right. Good night. <laughs>